Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we're off and running. Welcome into the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, I-10 and College is where you can find us along with one of the all-time winningest quarterbacks in LSU football history, quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian right. Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines are open if you want to join the show at 504-260-1870. Herb Tyler, good to see you yet again. And, man, some upset alerts brewing across college football right now, in particular Wake Forest on top of Clemson halfway through the fourth quarter, 38-35. Wake Forest Demon Deacons surprising some folks. Well, that's a good look right there, man. Clemson is a very great well-known team. However, all the national media outlets today were calling for Wake Forest to win this game. It looks like they're right. So Wake Forest is on their way for, to a win. LSU takes on uh, New Mexico tonight, 6.30 kickoff from Tiger Stadium. Yes, LSU is favored by 30 and a half. Look, I'm not going to get into that. Remember, remember, I was all about Southern. Oh, they won't cover against Southern. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Okay, yes. I'm, not, I'm not falling in for that trap. So, nonetheless, from week one, let's take a snapshot. From week one to, to week three, I think you would agree with me that this team has made the incremental steps and improvement, something we thought they would you know, kind of come out with a work in progress, but slowly but surely here they've, they've improved. So you go, you start with Florida State, right? In Florida State, we were just um, a team trying to get to know each other, just mm-hmm. individuals, trying to learn the coaching staff, trying to understand the type of uh, offense, defense, and special teams that we're be running throughout the year and trying to learn that as, as, as a group. And we did everything we could to lose that game and still almost won. And when, when I say that, that, that is really exactly what happened. Now, then you move forward um, to the, the Southern game, and then, you know, you outman and you outmatch Southern, and then your, your number one offense scores, I don't know, 30 points in the first quarter or, or less than the first quarter. And then you go out and you continue to, to be, a, you know, a really great defensive team, running around the ball, flying around, making tackles, causing havocs. Um, I, I enjoyed that. And then you turn around and you, you go into a Mississippi State game last week at home um, with a lot of pressure on you, people thinking that you're not a great team, that you're not going to do well at all, that Mississippi State's going to come here and put up 100 points on us. And guess what? The defense really showed up and showed out. They literally held them to 16 points. And I enjoyed watching the fact that these guys really flew around the ball without one of their best players in Mason Smith, who's out for the season. And, and they put pressure on the quarterback. They got sacks. Um, we didn't let anybody get outside of us. We, we held contained on the defensive line. And then what we did see again, too, was the fact that our number one threat on our offensive side is Jaden Daniels. Whenever he's, you know, he may not um, be a, a five-step, get rid of the ball, three-step, get rid of the ball, and he's putting the ball on the target. But what he does do is win football games. When he gets in trouble, he can use his legs and he can move around. He makes defenses look really, really silly. And, um, and then he's a really tough cookie, too, man, because he took some hits last week. 
and I was very proud of the way that he stood up to Mississippi State. And then I was also really, truly proud of the way that the guys bounced back from all the negative energy that they were getting from, the, from you know, different places or whatnot. And, uh, and they just stood in there, and, they, and they, they, they believed in themselves, and they came out with a great victory. You know, one of the things that I think is noticeable to her, and again, this is not, we're not talking about this team as a national championship contender. No, nobody no, nobody was coming into the year. No. I think the expectation was, can they get to nine, eight, win, eight nine wins, uh, perhaps, and show some, some improvement. But what, what I like is Major Burns is starting to come along as, you know, we saw the, the, the long line of safeties that this school yep. has produced. Yep. And I think Major Burns is, is stepping in that direction, trending in that direction. Would you agree? I agree. Major Burns, and I'm going to tell you who else. Jay Ward. Last yeah. week, Jay Ward showed up and showed out. I mean, you know, they, they took him from, you know, deep safety to along the line and, um, and, and pressuring the quarterback and, and, and really forcing the pressure to the run game and whatnot. But, I mean, that kid, that kid just <laughs> – he had a career game last week, and so, and then when you talk about Major Burns, he's coming off of a of, of really a really great uh, progressive game last week. He's turning into what you're, which what we need him to be, um, a leader in the back back there, coming up, making some plays, creating a little bit of havoc himself, um, you know, and, and trying to be disruptive in the back there. And we're not going to just ignore the fact that the Tulane Green Wave are off to a three and zero start. I know this is an LSU. <laughs> Uh, driven show, but off to a 3-0 start. They beat K-State last week, and they got Southern Miss. I, I mean, everybody in New Orleans right now that's that's a, a Wave fan right now is just ecstatic about what they're doing. And I've said this from the beginning. You get the right coach in there who's really committed to Tulane as a, as a, as a program, they're really going to get some, some really great players out of the Louisiana area, and then they can get a little pickings from, you know, Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, and some, some players out of Florida. And this is what you get. You, you, you get a Willie Fritz who's got a team that's 3-0, and that's went up to Kansas State last week and, and came back with a victory, and no one thought they would do that. That was a big, big win for them. Huge. So didn't want to – I wanted to give Tulane uh, give their a little fair share out, of love. Give them a little Good start. Yeah. Look, as we've said multiple times on the show, we support all Louisiana All Louisiana schools. Teams. We want right. all Louisiana schools and teams to, to have success. Primarily we're focused on LSU, but – and yep. we, we want we, – if they're having success and they represent Louisiana, we're all about it. That's right. All right, we'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. He's Herb. I'm Christian, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. Come on out and hang out, talk a little LSU football against New Mexico tonight at 630. This is WWL. Live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge College, uh, I-10 in college is where you can find us. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrett getting you set for LSU and New Mexico, 6.30 kickoff. Final tune-up as LSU gets ready to go in this SEC uh, gauntlet with starting next week with Auburn. And I'm not going to say LSU's overlooking New Mexico, but this is a game, Herb, that you got to be careful. You can't come half-stepping because you know you're starting conference play next week. They call it a trap game, right, for reasons um, that, that are just obvious. But I don't think that Coach Kelly is going to allow this team to, to, to become complacent because – I mean, I don't think that he thinks that they're where they need to be right now. I think he, there's a lot of growth that's still left in this team. There's a lot of people that need to um, um, continue to, to grow individually so that they can become better as a group and as a unit. And so I don't see Coach Kelly allowing this to happen. And New Mexico is New Mexico is going to they're going to be in for it tonight. I'll say that. Yeah, listen, if you're if you're Brian Kelly, it's simple. You haven't done anything yet. Nothing. So, so how could you look? You know, how could you? How could you look past this team? You haven't accomplished anything. So, so you know, you beat a, a really decent Mississippi State team. 
you you beat played, up on a southern team that you were clearly the better team. You should have done that too. Yeah. And then you played. You went kind of toe to toe with a Florida State team that mm, couldn't be okay. Maybe not. You never know, right? And so, with that being said, that's nothing. You haven't done anything. And you know, my wife was asking me this morning, she said, do, you, "Do I think that they're going to end up going to the championship?" I'm like, "No, they're not going to go to the championship." I said, "They haven't played anybody. You know, they still have a a, a lot of unanswered questions. Um, this, the offensive line is still kind of we're still trying to figure that out, even though they had some solid play last week from some true freshmen and some other guys that's been playing for a while now. But I mean, there's a lot of different things that that are going on within that team that needs to be addressed, and I don't think they have the answers yet. Herb, you're um in construction, and I think you'd appreciate this. I think um, basically you can hang a sign on LSU, uh, work in progress, right? Work in progress. Work in progress, men at work, (laughs) 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 kind of building this thing along. That's right. The only only good part about it that I like about it is that it's not, um, you know, like a, um, you know, Orleans Parish sewage and water board where you got one guy working and 15 (laughs) watching. So everybody's actually working (laughs) So, you know, I'm feeling the way that, that, that you know, the way that Brian oh, Kelly's gosh. watching and everybody else is working. I'm okay with that. So, um, that being said, though, uh, you know, here's the thing. Whenever they do put it together, whenever Jaden Daniels gets really comfortable with what he's doing with that offense, because there was – he missed first and second reads a ton of times out there in that game last week. And if he can see that and, and, and deliver the ball and get the ball in the playmaker's hands immediately, they'll be fine. And then – what else happened last week that I was really excited about was the fact that we did have somewhat of a rushing game outside of Jaden Daniels. That's right. And I enjoyed watching um, those, those kids run the ball a little bit, get some success, and that's only going to get better and better as this offensive line up front gets better and they grow together and we continue to push the ball down the field and or get the, play, the ball to the playmakers on, you know, within the line of scrimmage and let them make plays. Georgia defeating Kent State 39-22, to a much closer game than anyone anticipated. The Bulldogs were favored by 40 over Kent State, but that's for <laughs> gamblers and, uh, and yep. odds makers. Yep. It's not going to really matter. And I think this is, we were talking about looking past an opponent. I yep. think Georgia fell victim to that today. They, they did, but, you know, they're still up, what, 12 points or whatever that number is. And so when you take a look at that, that's one of the things that Nick Saban would always tell his guys all the time. And Sean – Sean Payton always said it too. You would, you know, say don't, don't, don't fall for the cheese or whatever. Don't, don't you know, eat the cheese. Don't eat the cheese. So th- those are things that um, you have to take in consideration. You have to be realistic. These guys are playing on the opposite side of you. It doesn't matter what they have on the side of their helmet or in front of their jerseys. They're going to play just as hard as they can play at any point in time. Now you could think you're better than them, but that doesn't mean you're better than them as a group. They may have a really great group like Appalachian State against Texas A&M, right? Um, so, you know, and, I, and I, I will say this, Georgia probably looking past Kent State. The, the difference, though, is that they're not going to lose the game. They're going to win the game. Because they're, they're so talented. They're so talented, and they're, they're going to not just that, but I also think they're well coached, so they're going to they're gonna make sure that they do the right things in order to win the game. They may not win by 40, but it's not their job to win by 40. Their job is just to win the game. Yeah, there's no style points in college football. Well, to a degree when you talk about rankings, et cetera. But it used to be big time, but yeah. not, not as much anymore. It's not, it's not that big of a factor. 38 all between Wake Forest and Clemson in the waning moments of the fourth quarter. It looks like we might be headed to overtime, free football, and Wake Forest has got Clemson on the ropes. Yep. So, you know, once again, like I said, the, the national media outlets are all pulling for Wake Forest and for, for good reason. And I'm going to tell you, you know, DJ Ungaluale is a very talented-looking quarterback, but he's missing something. 
Hmm. And I don't know what that something is. And I think it's really more the confidence of, of just being able to deliver the ball on time to the right play, uh, players and then, you know, and just making a play when it's time. Next week's opponent for LSU, Auburn. They're t- headed to overtime with Missouri. So Mizzou and Auburn headed to overtime. Looks like it's some free football in the SEC. Yep. And I prefer Herb as a football fan. I, I love the college overtime way better than the NFL. Way better. I think the college overtime is very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. I mean, you you give everybody an opportunity to, to win, score, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely – and it kind of balances the field a little bit too, the game, if you will. The NFL, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it used to be, you know, whoever scores first and that's it. Um, but now they, they, they somewhat give the other team an opportunity to score. If I, I think if they kick a field goal, the other team can have an opportunity to score a touchdown. But college is much better. But I'm going to tell you, just college football in general, in my opinion, is much more exciting football to watch when it comes on a, a weekly basis because you got so many different teams you can root for. You know, a lot of people root for the underdog teams that, that are playing other teams or whatever. Just because I'm an LSU fan, that doesn't mean I'm not going to root for Kent State to beat a, sure. a, a Georgia, you know, and, and it's a lot of more, lot more teams where that come from. So, but in the NFL, you know, I'm a Saints fan, and I really just watch Saints football. And I watch other people, don't get me wrong, and I enjoy it, and I love the NFL game for the, the maturation of the game that it is, you know, because it's a different game, completely huh. different game. Listen, I, I kind of agree with you in, in a sense from an underdog, underdog standpoint, but also well, I love the pageantry in college football that you don't yep. necessarily find in the NFL. But nobody can play this game like those pros. They nobody just, at can. that level. They, they just can. can't do it. And look, college football, we've got some great players in That's college right. football. That's right. But nobody can play this game better than, than, than the, the pros. So they just can't. In college, you can make a ton of mistakes and still almost win, kind of like what LSU did against Florida State. And, and you can make a ton of mistakes in the NFL and lose greater, kind of like Jameis Winston did against T- Tampa Bay. And I say that to say um, they say the football game is a game of inches. It's in, in, the, in the pros, it's not only a game of inches, but it's a game of mentality, understanding the game. And the game comes to those guys so so fast, like things happen so fast. It, they slow it. It looks like it's going slower than what it's actually doing. So I, t- I challenge people all the time. I say you can look at a game on TV and figure out and, and see, oh, he should have did this, he should have did that, he should have done that. Go down on the field. Watch a game from the field perspective or right at the field, and I guarantee you, you would not understand the thing that's happening. It's so fast. Shifting gears a little bit more focused on LSU, they shuffled the offensive line after week one mm-hmm. of Florida State. I think they've got some guys in the right position now. Yeah, yeah, not just in the right position, but I think you've got guys that's, that's confident in what they're doing now. And so you you got a mix of younger guys, uh, a little bit older guys, but I think Coach Kelly has found a group right now in the, in, in the five offensive linemen that he trusts going into this game tonight and then potentially – next week and I think that the run game that we showed last week really showed his uh, or, or gained more confidence in him and those guys so I think that if we can continue to grow up front and we can give Jaden some time to find some, some guys or give allow Jaden you know the time to just get to his second read and get the ball off I think we'll be fine um, but if we can open up that run game it's really going to challenge some defenses going down the field. Man, I'm just looking up here at the screen. It looks like uh, Auburn just threw an interception in overtime on their first possession on one of those deflections. Missouri has the football at 14-14. And, man, uh, look at the dejection on the uh, Auburn fans, which, quite frankly, I'm okay with. (laughs) And I've got a couple of friends that are Auburn fans, so I'm sure I'm going to get a couple of nasty text messages soon. But nonetheless, I like to see Auburn, uh, especially Missouri, 
Missouri hasn't been in the SEC that long. No. Right? And I think that would be a pretty big win for them to beat Auburn. And I know Auburn's nothing special this year, but my point is, you know, for, for, for Missouri, that would be a big win. So it would be a huge win for Missouri. For me, I'm not really an Auburn fan. I mean, I've played against Auburn three years in a row, and uh, they were one of the most difficult teams I've played against, and I don't have any love for them other than the fact that I love to beat them. Um, what was your record so against them? Two and one. Two and one. Yeah. All right. And so we um, – I just – I didn't really – I mean, I, I, I enjoyed playing in Jordan-Hare Stadium. It, was, it just reminded me of, of, of Tiger Stadium so much, to be honest with you. Not the noise level, nothing, but just the size of it and the sheer number of people there. So I'm looking forward to Missouri winning this game. I hope they do anyway. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Auburn is having some, str- some struggles at the quarterback position with T.J. Finley not playing this week and Ashford getting the start. But it's just, you know, it's Ashford's first time starting, so he's trying to get – himself under control so he can understand what's going on so he can be the, the best quarterback that they need to be for him. Should have Mike Dettelier here shortly, um, NFL and college football analyst. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. It's 14-14 yep. Missouri and Auburn in overtime, LSU in New Mexico tonight at 630. Uh, we talked about the offensive line, Herb, and uh, kind of college football uh, landscape snapshot. Yep, It's amazing. I just asked you about – Auburn, your record against Auburn during your playing time. You quarterbacks are, are so so interesting in the sense that y'all are typically total team guys. Yep. But also proud of those uh, those individual wins. That, like Bobby talks about his record against Steve Young all the time. Yep. So you quarterbacks are introspectively, I think, com- uber competitive. You don't make it outward about no. individuality. No. So, you know, against Auburn, to go back to that um, – I was uh, I was uh, SEC Player of the Week against Auburn in 1998, and sc- threw three touchdown passes, ran for two against Auburn in Jordan Hare Stadium, and one of my best games ever that I've ever played in, in LSU, especially against an opponent like Auburn. But we are definitely quarterbacks are uber competitive. A lot of times when we're in certain settings, we will be individualized competitive, saying what we did, what we've done. But when we're out in the open and everybody knows, we know, hey, look, it takes a team effort. And the, the offensive line, it starts up front with the offensive line and then the, everybody around us. Listen, for those of you that may or may not know Herb <laughs> Tyler, it's like I have to pull it out of him for him to talk about himself or his accomplishments. He doesn't just willy-nilly throw that stuff out there just so you, you understand that. Mike D's notebook right. brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health System, breaking down LSU in New Mexico tonight. Mike D, how are you, man? I'm good. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike Dettelier, NFL and college football analyst. I'm looking. We'll get to LSU and New Mexico in a minute. But I'm looking at Auburn and, and Missouri in overtime. And um, that would be a big win for Missouri if they were to somehow get this win. They turn the ball over. And they turn the ball over after getting uh, like it got overturned. The interception got overturned. So, Auburn kicks a field goal. They're up 17-14. Yeah. I mean, you know, in this spot here. Uh, they had an opportunity to put them away. They really did, and and just didn't do it. And because <laughs> this would have been the death nail, to be honest, with you. this would have been the death nail uh, to uh, Brian Harson. For Brian Harson, yep. he, he he's not going to survive lose if he loses this game. He wouldn't have survived. Uh, bottom line. And so, uh, boy, they they come stumbling in, <laughs> and they're not a good football team. You can see it. And, uh, you know, Missouri's got a shot here because they get the ball back in overtime. But, uh, man, you know, to me, Harson, he, he's, he's dead man walking. 
at Auburn. They got rid of the one guy that has always supported him, and that's his athletic director. And so many different forces at Auburn, people behind the scenes who can cut a big check that don't want him there anymore. <laughs> they want him out. And um, I've been told one of the guys that they really are going to go after is primetime, Deion ah. Sanders. Ooh. Yeah. Do you think – would he be interested in that, that gig? Well, it depends on how much money you throw at him. But uh, I do know, you know, what makes, uh, uh, you know, prime uh, sort of scratch the itch. Uh, so – I think Auburn, financially, they, they could come up with figures that are just unbelievable uh, uh, to get a coach in. And the one guy I think that would really scare oh, Nick. I'm sorry, Mike. Let me interrupt you. Man, Missouri was running into the end zone. The running back had it. Fumbled it. To, it's fumbled a touchback. It. Yeah, touchback. He fumbled it. Uh, now, I think they're going to look at it to make sure he's not out of bounds. But I think he fumbled it before – because I think they'd have ruled him out probably at the one-yard line. But uh, he sticks the ball out, and the ball falls out of his hands. So uh, the, it's a fumble and a touchback, and it looks as though uh, just from seeing it without it going to the booth that Auburn's going to survive here uh, with a 17-14 win. And Missouri, again, with another opportunity – uh, they miss a field goal in the final <laughs> seconds with the kicker that has really been good. I mean, that, uh, okay, he sort of is built like me, but he's good <laughs> kicking field goals. <clears throat> and, then, and then you have a running back um, that, yep. you know, he'd have been down at the one, and the ball just falls out of his hands. And yep. so, I mean, <laughs> man, what a way to lose to a Missouri but I, I think it gives Austin uh, another breathe, so to speak, uh, on this. And, um, and it's just crazy and how it has gone uh, for Missouri. Because with two opportunities to win the game outright, and you kind of give it away. Missouri has mastered the art of snatching um, Wins, victory yep. from the jaws of defeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> just – I know they, one thing, they, they didn't do it a couple of years ago when uh, when Miles got hurt. They were able to, they yeah, were able yeah. to yank that one. Uh, but, uh, right. man, uh, just, again, difficult to lose a game like that. And for Auburn, you know, hey, listen, uh, at the end of the day, it's just a matter of wins and losses. And, and that's yep. all you're worried about is getting a W. And for Brian, that was, all, that was all he was worried about is getting a W. He survives another week. That's right. So, so Mike, how, do, how does LSU get a W this week and translate late that into a W next week against Auburn um, to put that death nail in the coffin, as you say? I think, Herb, one of the things Brian would like to do is run the football better. Uh, I think you saw glimpses of it at times against Mississippi State. And, okay, I get it. You're starting two freshman tackles. And I thought both of them held up really well, especially in the pass protection yes, part of the game. I thought Will did a really good job, and so did Emory. Uh, I thought Emory Jones did a really good job there. But I, I think they want to be able to run the football better. And now you've got John Emory back. I'll be honest with you. 
Uh, I talked to people close to John. They didn't think he'd get that many touches or that many plays right. uh, against right. State. And, man, he saw a lot more action than I think all of us thought he would. So I, I think that's a big part of it, to hit him. And there was a reason why when spring finished, Emory was the top guy. Uh, you know, okay, uh, Brian didn't have to tell us that. Okay, it was obvious by the way he was talking. Uh, I, I, I can read through what he was saying. And so I, I think tonight you want to try to get your your running game cranked up uh, against New Mexico, who's not a very good team at all. So you want to try to get a little bit of confidence uh, in your running game. And I think the one thing that showed up big against State was that you didn't necessarily have to blitz to get a pass rush. And all I know is right. D.J. O'Dellari, he was more in the backfield than Will Rogers was. <laughs> I mean, every play, he was right there with Will. Uh, and, man, that, that, that was really strong. And then you, you saw every once in a while they would slip a, a blitz in. And, you know, you, you got the, the young freshman come in there. Man, he put some heat on the quarterback. Man, can he run? Yes, he did. Guys, yes, sir. Yes, his sir. ability to get from point A to point B is so impressive uh, with that initial step and explosive ability to run up the field. Just jumps out at you. And so uh, I, I want to see some more of that because – you put some pressure on this Auburn quarterback if he's got to throw it. Good luck. And Auburn's hard-headed. Get the damn ball to Tank Bixby. Okay, how <laughs> difficult is that? Okay, he's That's one right. of the top runners, not only in the SEC, but in the country. And you refuse to give him the ball. I, I, again, it's perplexing what they want to do offensively. But all I know is Tank can play. Man, man, thank him play right. big time. So, uh, again, I think tonight for LSU, it's about building on that pass rush that they got up against State and uh, a running game. But I think the biggest area they got to improve upon is special teams. They gave up some big run backs. And make sure you tell your return, man, hey, uh, I don't give a damn about, spe- about field position at that point in the game. Get away from the ball. No. You know, get away from it. Uh this isn't the ABCs or shouldn't be a special team. <laughs> and yet all. we've seen it two out of three weeks. Some real major breakdowns on special teams. And last week it was the coverage units giving up some big returns. Mike, it looks like Wake Forest uh, just went on top of Clemson 45-38 in overtime. How big of an upset would this be? I know some national guys predicted this win for Wake Forest, but are we learning a little bit more about Clemson that they're perhaps not as good as some might think? Well, they're not as good as they were a few years back, and it's why a lot of people, including us, took the seven points. Uh, so you get it. And that, that number actually rolled up to seven and a half by the end of the week. Uh, I just think that if you look at the quarterback play for Clemson and the defensive line play for Clemson, it isn't in the same area code as what we saw years ago. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. And you think about those two quarterbacks that were there. Uh, they had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. 
hey, come on. It got to take a step down from those two guys. That's right. You know, That's right. Uh, I mean, they played at the highest level. But then uh, a couple years ago, they had four defensive linemen that all went round one. Four of them. <laughs> guys. Yep. Touchdown um, Clemson. Yeah. That <laughs> is really impressive when you can post four first-round pick uh, defensive linemen. Uh, it, and, and I think that's where you don't see the pass rush and the inability to cause havoc in the backfield like those four guys can do. And we talk about it every week. you got to win in the trenches. And Wake Forest could not match them years past in the trenches. Nope. But they can match them at quarterback and defensive line today. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thank you, Mike. Tied at Wake Forest between Clemson and the Demon Deacons. 45 all in overtime. We'll keep you up to date on that game. Also continuing to preview LSU hosting New Mexico tonight in Death Valley. Kickoff at 630 right here on WWL. Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgate, and show live from Drago's in Baton Rouge on LSU and New Mexico tonight with Herb Tyler and myself, Christian Garrick. But, man, we can't keep our eyes off this TV. First of all, right. we're at Drago's here. This bar is fantastic. you got so many big screen TVs. Got, I think eight. 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 Yep. Uh, I mean, at every angle, every turn, you can find a college football game on. Yep. Um, but this game between Clemson Wake Forest. and Wake Forest right now is – and we can't hear it uh, because – but, man, it looks great. 51-45 in overtime. Second overtime. Second overtime. Clemson yep. – uh, failed for their, their two-point two point. conversion mm-hmm. on a great play from Wake Forest. So if Wake Forest scores a touchdown here and converts, they're going to be Clemson. Yep. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> me too. I mean, I like Clemson, don't get me wrong. I like Dabble or whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think Wake, Wake Forest has deserved to win this game. They've played really hard. I think they finally need a, a, a win like this to kind of catapult them. They're number 21 in the country right now. Maybe a win like this maybe brings them to 17, 18 or so. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, it's it's. I think it's a, it'll be great for college football. It would be outstanding for college. football. Oh no, not an intercept. Oh no, couldn't. Yep. No, incomplete. Looked like it was going to be an interception there for a second. Should have been. But that's it. Ball game. That was fourth down. So Clemson's going to win yep. over Wake Forest, 51 to 45, and we were rooting against the Clemson. Well, look, look. The reason why is, this is the original Death Valley down here. That's right. That's right. And they they stole they try to steal everything from us, but as 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 Scott knows, we went and played Clemson in the Peach Bowl, and we took them out. We we won ten seven. I was the MVP of that game. <laughs> One touchdown, baby. That's it. <laughs> you know. But at the end of the day, we are the real Death Valley down here. They just they try to steal our name and everything like we do here. And they have been one of the the perennial great football teams, coached by a great guy over the past, what, seven, eight years yeah, now? Yeah. And uh, they well-deserved. Um, but that's why they can win a game like this because they've been there before and they understand how to win those types of games. You know, Dabo is so mercurial. Some people are either all in on him and oh, they can't, they're totally repulsed by him. Where do you stand? You know, I don't – Don't really care? I don't think one way or the other about him. Sometimes he says some stuff, but it, it's, it's freedom of speech. You say what you want. Yeah, right? I don't really care. But – I think that he does a phenomenal job with his kids, and he gets those guys where they need to be, um, whether it's in the NFL or whether, you know, they're graduating and doing the right things outside of football. Um, I, think, I, think, I think he does a great job of that. I don't see him 
um, not supporting these, these these guys whenever they don't make it to the NFL or even don't make it on their team. I mean, I just remember um, just just watching him the way he handled that Trevor Lawrence situation with the other guy that was quarterback. I can't remember his name, and in because I was at that game at Georgia Tech, and he pulled the other guy, Travis, I think was his last name or something, and um, and he and he put Trevor in there, and Trevor threw four touchdown passes that game and the way he handled that between those two guys I thought was was very professional he's Herb Tyler I'm Christian Garrick this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and show live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge I-10 in college come on out and hang out we'll be here for about another hour and 40 minutes getting you set for LSU and New Mexico right here tonight at 630 on WWL Herb Teasy off the heezy aka back here at the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and show Live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. And uh, Tennessee, Florida going on right now, just underway. And is Tennessee, is the Big Orange back? Are, are they back? I mean, you know, is, is they haven't been relevant since Phil Fulmer was there. Yep, yep. So saying they're back right now is a, uh, it's a really hard statement for me to buy into. They're on their way to becoming something better than what they were before. <laughs> Let me say that. However... Are they back? I don't know. But, you know, look, I would love for them to be able to beat Florida today. But I'm kind of torn between that because I hate Florida, but I really do like (laughs) Billy Napier, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's some guys on that staff that's really close friends of mine, Corey Raymond, um, you know, and Jabbar Jaloup. I mean, those guys are really good guys. I like them on on the Florida staff. Now, you know, when you look at Tennessee, Tennessee has a great quarterback, and I think they have a great coach and Josh Heupel who can really, truly groom this guy to be something really great. This is their opportunity to beat Florida. I don't know when the last time they beat them, 10 years ago or so. So um, this is going to be really cool to watch this game today and try to see what happens here. But I'm actually pulling for the balls to win this game to get, 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 get Florida a loss. And, and look, Tennessee can pull it off. Look at Neyland Stadium. It's packed full. Got Florida. This used to be a big, big, big rivalry. And yep. I love watching college football uh, and seeing the checkered board end zones of yep. Tennessee. I mean, that's kind of a staple. <laughs> Yep. Right, and of course, Rocky Top. We talked about pageantry mm-hmm. yep. earlier. Yep. Um, I think college football, the SEC, is better when Tennessee has some relevance. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's better when I know you hate it when Texas has some relevance as well, when Notre Dame has some relevance or whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's okay if they don't, and then that next team up does, right? right. Like a Clemson or, you know, um, or LSU's time or whatnot. But, yeah, it's, it's all pretty cool. And it's one of those things where it's all about history when it comes to college football. It's, it's, that's the biggest thing about college football. It's the history of, of where it started, how it maturated into what you see today. One hour down, 90 minutes to go here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Coming up next hour, Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com publisher. And your call is at 504-260-1870. Come hang out with us. We're at Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, I-10 in college. Getting you set for LSU and New Mexico tonight at 6.30 right here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 